the story I wanted to tell you is that uh, many, many years ago, I've had several cars uh, and I've enjoyed all my cars, but many, many years ago, I don't know if it's still the case now, um, but not all cars warned you if you left your lights on. So it would be possible to leave your lights on, go do something, then come back and have a flat battery. Anybody know what I mean? I mean even on express, is, that, is, that, is that still a thing? Does it still happen? Does anybody have a car that doesn't warn you that, okay, Cam, okay. So, so we're just going to pray a car that has been made in the 2000 and somethings in Jesus' name. Um, so, uh, and I had, you know, one of my early uh, stage vehicles was a VW City Golf, and City Golfs were notorious in those days for, you know, being quite picky about when they worked. A wet weather, you know, there would just be VW City Golfs parked on the side of the road. What happened? Moisture. Like, that was just like the standard, moisture what? It's, we are living, you know, anyway. Um, so I don't know if you know, but um, so I bring this up because recently I had a guest that I've got a little Airbnb business going as part of my commitment to 2023, knowing what's in my bag and doing it. And the the the, the client, the the guest, had one such car, and the car wouldn't work in the morning. And so, um, if you Google this, I think it's true. Uh, there are three ways of. Uh, starting a car uh, whose battery has died. Um, the, the one way is you get a couple of people to push it and then you push start it. The other way is you've got to get somebody with a battery that does work and some jumper cables and you and you, you jumper cable start it. And the other way is you've got to park on a downhill. Now, now that's that's a whole another complicated like thing because you know now that your car has an issue, so you park it in such a way that you don't need friends and you don't need a jumper cable. You just need a downhill, and while you're going downhill, you engage into gear. How many of you have done that? I'm like, how many of you have done that? How many of you are doing that tonight? You parked at the top of the bridge, and okay, so. Okay, so um, as funny as all of that is, um, you, your spiritual battery can go down too, can go, go flat too, and sometimes it goes flat not for evil reasons, just because you left your lights on without refueling, and then you have a problem. You either have to have some friends around you who who push you back into power, or you go to... Um, make a connection and get jump started or you've got to have things go downhill until they get you on your knees enough to say Lord help what I'm sure of is that um, we, we will all go flat at some point and this is the principle of the idea of the Holy Spirit people get worked up about, but I got the Holy Spirit when I got saved. Yes, like a battery in a car. But then you traveled. And He is there, but He desires to refresh and renew and to impart and restore. So there's no, there's no conflict in saying, I received the Spirit and I am receiving the Spirit. There's no conflict in that. It's no different to saying, I have a battery and I'm charging a battery. It's 
really no difference to that or saying I met someone and I'm getting to know someone there's no difference it's the same idea so I wanted to take you to a passage of scripture about that 1 Corinthians chapter 3 um, there are one or two intense verses in it but let me let me read you the part I'm interested in and full disclosure um, I don't know if that's a thing anymore but full disclosure often there's an attitude that uh, the morning service uh, is like the primary service and then the evening service is the like extra matinee service but I want to turn that around tonight and say that I'm going to share something with you, a bit of something with you tonight that we're only, I'm only sharing next Sunday in the morning service as part of Vision Sunday. So if you bump into a morning person, person, don't tell them. Just like be cheerful and be super surprised on, on Sunday morning. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 12, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw, their work will be shown by what it is because the day will bring it to light it will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work and if what he has built survives the builder will receive a reward but if it's burnt up the builder will suffer loss yet will be saved I just want to pause there for a moment production some of you have suffered loss in some things but you're saved and why did you do know that I want you to know that it is Jesus who built our salvation and it is our working with Christ and the Spirit that builds our lives. And things could be lost, but, but Christ is ever-present, a help in time of need. And he goes on to describe this journey, even though only as one escaping through the flames. And then verse 16 now, now, you know John 3.16? There's a whole bunch of 3.16s in the Bible. This is one of them. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in your midst? Okay. So here's the tension I want to talk to you about and then an invitation Mike preached great this morning on an invitation and an invitation for, for receiving, renewing, imparting, engaging, communing with the Holy Spirit. Um, at Father's house, and I, I think it's true of a lot of churches, by the way, we have, we have our, our senior pastors of Jeffrey's Bay, South pastors of Father's house, Jeffrey's Bay in the front row, yeah. Um, Lloyd and Kelly Dillon. Um, and our churches are really being graced by God in such an amazing way. It's really wonderful. And now there's someone asking about one in East London and somebody asking about one in Manzum Toti and in Pretoria. We just can't produce pastors fast enough. But um, here's, the, here's the idea, the tension, the conflict I want to tell you about. Uh, we, uh, we go through a lot of effort um, to, to try and make sure that People feel at home when they come here. Try and keep the welcome as big as possible and the language in the building and in the environments and whatever as welcoming as possible. We want to welcome people home. No matter how chaotic their lives are, I was thinking when that video was up, like, good thing that tattoo was Proverbs 17, 17. Because no doubt there's someone going to say, why, why a tattoo? But then, and then some of you are going to Google what Proverbs 17, 17 says later. Oh, some of you have already. Okay, great. 
And so I really believe it's so important to host people well. And when I host someone at my home, I make a little bit of extra effort. I must be honest. I pack away stuff. Why <laughs> are you laughing at me? I pack away stuff that should have been packed away some time ago. But people are coming now. Don't be awkward. Put some stuff away. I have some stuff I might not normally have available. I, you know, I don't, I'm not a drinker. Maybe, I don't know, a glass of wine over dinner. Oh, another email. Um, so many emails. You just send them to Vince at, uh, no. Uh, you know, I have some things. I, you know, I'm also quite a, quite a light shopper. I don't believe in lots of kitchen cupboards. I keep my groceries where I think everybody should keep, keep their groceries at spa. And so, <clears throat> this huge storage, like we were in the sort of Great Depression, and we must harvest our potatoes and store them. Um, so, but I, I keep a few things in the fridge because I don't want people opening my fridge and going, ah. And it's like I buy bulky things, sort of six pack yogurts, don't eat them. Just fill them in there so people come and visit. There's something in the fridge. Oh, do you not do that? No, you should. You really should. The bulky stuff, high return on investment, like low rents per grams kind of vibes. And I just fill it up there, a couple of Cokes, I don't drink soft drinks, Cokes and things. People are coming. I think it's very important when you host humans uh, with the human condition that you host well. I think church should do that. And don't have stuff on the wall, turn or burn, you know. Just, just chill out a bit. You don't have to be judgmental. And just come, let's, have, let's commune, let's break bread together. We'll talk about your turning and burning at another stage. But like not on the wall, you know, the, 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 to, to rescue the sinner of their sins. Just calm down, love people, and then teach people, and then lead people, right? But there's another, there's a tension. And the tension is what First Corinthians is talking about. One must host humans well, and one must host the Holy Spirit well. And sometimes that's a tension. Because we are a dwelling place for God by His Spirit. And one must manage those two things with equal enthusiasm. How to host people and how to host heaven. And to do that with the sense that in hosting people, you don't only want to comfort them, you want to rescue and renew. It's just comfort. Comfort means I can't fix it, but I can help you get through it. But the role of the church is I know a person who can heal you. I know a person who can set you free, and his name is Jesus. Amen. And so I wanted to encourage you that what the journey looks like in the next little bit, yeah, it's to be good at hosting humans and good at hosting the Holy Spirit, heaven. And to, being a, and to be able to have the confidence to bring the two together. Not be afraid of that. So that when you come to church and when you have a spiritual journey at home, you should uh, want to experience two things at the same time. The first thing you should want to experience is that was really an awesome time. And then somehow at the same time, you want to say, that was also a holy time. Like some
something cool happened and then something convicting happened. Something, something social happened and something spiritual happened. I, I met some, made some friends and and I faced my fears and the Holy Spirit touched my life. Like those two things somehow have to work together. And so I, I went to, uh, in the 10, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, I guess, we have, we have a set aside for the next bit, which is the, the last bit, if you're wondering. Uh, I, I went to... Um, uh, open an environment of both worship and prayer. And a few of us are going to be um, uh, um, available in front. Um, and the idea is, uh, while Vince leads us in songs of worship, that you would have the confidence um, to to come, you, you pray where you are and, and take, take stuff off your uh, shoulders if you want to. Uh, unburden things privately if you'd like but if there's a prompting that says I need the laying on of hands or I need the infilling of the Holy Spirit or I need a spiritual gift fanned into flame these are all terms you could you could search in scripture and find them uh, then I want to remind you about the car and the battery you might need a jump or you might need a push and there's nothing wrong with us needing that in fact, in the Bible, the, uh, the superheroes of the faith traveled from city to city and their whole thing was, come let me pray for you. Come let me lay hands on you. Come let me inspire you. Come let me fan the gift through prophecy in you. Let me fill your tank before I move on to the next town because you've got a journey to go on. It's an exciting adventure and it's a powerful journey. It's got hills and climbs and dips and drops, but come uh, so I can fill you afresh. Is that a fair thing to say? And I have a, f- a feeling, it's a weird word, I have a sense of a spiritual something that's going to happen in 2023. I think the rain clouds have already formed. That's my experience of in church life. There's, the rain clouds have, have formed. Uh, and I just want you in it, part of it, front row, eyes beholding, hands handling, testifying to it. And I think if we're honest, okay, we've gone over time now, the clock is red. Um, I think if I'm honest, so let me own it. I think if I'm honest, we have lent a little too much on hosting people well and not enough on hosting heaven well. And I would like this evening to balance that out a bit so that people don't just like us and one another, but they also at the same time love God because of us. Is that capable? Are you trying to start a thing? Thank you. So would you stand with me, please? Um, speech over. Um, I, I really wouldn't like the next few minutes. It's really few minutes. That's all it is. And honestly, um, we're in stage six load shedding. Like there's nothing going on in the city right now. I, literally not even the lights are going on in the city right now. So I would stay here. There's a great generator. We got coffee. I'd stay here. And, and sing 
at the very least, another song or two. But seek. And that word in 1 Corinthians 3, dwell. God dwells in us. Dwelling takes a minute. Dwelling takes a minute. That's got a sense of gravity, like I'm here, I'm dwelling. And, and I'd like to invite you to come forward. And maybe it's because you need a jump start or a push forward start or a something or an impartation or a receiving of spiritual gifts you've heard about. Or, or that, but we're here for that. And we, we believe in it. And we know that hosting heaven well will change your life. Changes the human condition. So Vince, I'm not sure what the next song is, but uh, while you, uh, is it uh, Oh How He Loves Us? I did think about helping you start, but Ihana, we would be hosting neither heaven nor humans well if I sang a song right now. But I wanted a few people to come forward and just at your leisure, you could go get communion and take the communion and write a prayer and come forward. And But God's busy. And I, I want you to get in the well, in the, in the river, in the water uh, with us. Thanks, Vince.